Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Wrapped Up. Uh, my name is Parson Merlohi, and I'm here with my good friend, Paul Duncan. Uh, so pretty much this podcast, what we have in, what, what we are hoping to do is every week we try to bring to you the most uh, current political and worldwide events and pretty much uh, sum it up for you guys, uh, discuss and debate Um and uh, I'm really excited to get started. How about you, Paul? Yeah, me too. I mean, if you don't if you don't go to our school, Parson and I, we're both still in high school. And yeah. recently, especially when it comes, recently, recently we've been talking a lot about, especially the tensions in Iran and many other political uh, problems over the past few months. We've yeah. been talking a lot more about our thoughts. And I mean, we always do it, it in school. It pretty much like with everything going on recently, and uh, it's honestly. It's kind of uh, made its way into the more teenage demographic. I feel like politically, I've, I see more people being involved with uh, with the certain social media apps like TikTok. Like, it's definitely like reached um, a mm-hmm. wider, a uh, more more variety of people. Yeah, like um, politics, it's not really more of an adult thing anymore. Like, exactly, a lot more teenagers exactly. talking about it. Yeah, and um, so I've just I've been really interested recently. Mm-hmm. And I thought this could be a great way to uh, kind of deep into or yeah dive deep into politics and know more about it in depth because obviously we have to learn about what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Because I mean, we always talk about like news and trade deals, everything all the time yeah, exactly. in class. And th- just this this Monday, I was like, "Hey, Parsi, you want to make a podcast?" Because I mean, I already, I already had the equipment and we had the idea. I mean, it sounded like a great idea, and it's hard to believe. You know, six days later. It's happening. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. And uh, another big thing, uh, shout out to our friend, Young Jin. I literally texted him on Thursday about our podcast idea, and I drew him a little sketch of what we wanted, and the next day, he already had a drawing. Definitely. It's really good. Yeah. So, uh, big thank you to him for our podcast art that we have. And I guess we'll just hit the ground rolling. Uh, oh, another thing. Another reason why we're doing this, too, is that, especially nowadays, when it comes to political news or just news services bias is one of the biggest things that people want notice and it actually occurs i mean you can think of cnn or fox news or nbc there's always going to be bias and quote fake news as president trump would say and another thing we try to gain is parson i we actually sometimes don't really agree on yeah. some things we do have political ideologies that differ mm-hmm. yep so it would be cool now that we can discuss and talk about it, maybe argue about what we think about these different events and bring these events looked at from multiple perspectives. So not only can we make the correct choice of what we feel, like also our listeners can see it so they know how to feel about it. Yeah, see, that's that's the unique thing because uh, Paul and I were put into completely different circumstances and we were raised totally different. Exactly. So uh, it's I think it's very interesting to see how that can be a factor in how you decide um, politically. Yeah. So I guess we'll just get started. So first thing that happened... You want to oh. start with the recap with the uh, events a week ago in between Iran and America? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, do you want to recap that first or do you want to summarize it and then we could talk about it? Because you, yeah, seem, you yeah. seem to be really passionate about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, pretty much going... Uh, a good amount before 
the whole situation between Trump's presidency and Iran, or even before the Iran nuclear deal with Obama. Um, pretty much it was the tensions between U.S. and Iran, uh, I would argue, started around 1979, around the same time as the Iranian Revolution. Um, and prior to the revolution, Iran was a monarchy and was ruled under the Shah. Uh, and the Shah and the government of Iran were really close with uh, the U.S., and they had good ties, uh, pretty close just uh, relation in general. Did you have Mr. Riddle as an English teacher? I had him last year, yeah. Did you? Do you remember reading like a comic or some book about the Iranian Revolution? Or was that just my class? I think I may have. I don't remember exactly. I mm-hmm. may have. It rings yeah. a bell. Um, but anyways, I... Uh, yeah, so pretty much... Um, just to give a very quick summarization, uh, a lot of the Iranian people were not happy. Um, and this was due to uh, the U.S. and Britain uh, assassinating Mossadegh, and he was trying to nationalize Iranian oil. So the Iranian people were mad about this, upset, and they also blamed the Shah, saying that he was a puppet of the U.S. Now, after the Shah was put out of place, uh, Imam Khomeini came into power and established a theocracy. And uh, ever since then, pretty much relations with America hasn't been so great. And uh, throughout the years, there have been little, like, I guess, pettiness. Between the two countries? Exactly, yeah, pettiness. And so... Very recently, what everyone knows about is how so Iraqi-backed protesters um, uh, pretty much attacked the U.S. embassy in Iraq, and U.S. was obviously unhappy about this. So a couple of days later, they Trump ordered an airstrike on the Iranian general Soleimani. Uh, Soleimani was killed along with a few other uh, important people in from Iran. And Iran was very upset about this. And then they sent the missiles to the U.S. bases in Iraq, which we just heard when we just, we just uh, found out. Because we were told that there were no casualties, but in fact... There actually were. So if you don't know, when it, casualties does not just mean people who have died or been killed it actually relates to injuries as well so if you aren't if you've known about the strike the u.s first released that there were no american casualties at all everyone was fine and but now literally today apparently 11 american service members were actually injured in last week's missile attack yeah which was very surprising when i heard this I, i think it just I don't know. They may have. I, would you call this a lie? Would they? Did they just lie about it? I, I think there's. De- I think there's definitely a lie within it. But which one are they lying about? Are they lie? Did they first lie? Like let's say they lied about people actually being hurt. Now, like let's say no one was hurt, and uh-huh. then now they're lying saying that there was. Or 
where people actually hurt and they lied at the start saying there wasn't. Like, yeah, I feel like see, it's hard. It's hard to know because right here it says that a U.S. military official told CNN that 11 people were hurt. But Pentagon initially said that there were no casualties. So it's it's pretty much, it's really hard to know uh, what happened when you weren't there, you know. But um, and I think I think if they if it there actually were casualties that they didn't they just didn't want to say anything because it could have led to yeah greater tensions and possibly war. And honestly, I mean, lying is terrible especially when it comes to, like your government because i mean they're literally in charge of you and they're lying about what's going on yeah but in this case if they are lying say if they first did lie about people being hurt compared to now like was that really a bad reason for like was that really a bad lie that they made yeah see that's the thing because sometimes sometimes telling the truth could have worse circumstances mm-hmm. like in this case and, yeah as as bad as that sounds like sometimes in, in this situation i would feel like you may have to lie. I think the U.S. made a good move if it did happen, if that did happen. I would I would agree with that, yeah. Because to me, I feel like going into war with Iran or just like going into war yeah, right it, now in general, yeah, exactly. it seems so unnecessary. unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, one, it seems unnecessary because that's going to make, that could, one, raise taxes. Mm-hmm. And because if we're going into another war, I mean, we're already fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Trump Have, says he's trying to take the troops out. Mm-hmm. However, that's been postponed. and yeah, because it could have going into war could have multiple effects. Because one, if they do raise taxes, a lot of people are going to be happy, especially people yeah. who did vote for Trump and they're promised a tax cut and like lowered taxes. Yeah, yeah. And then two, let's say they don't, but a bigger portion. I mean, President Trump and just the U.S. government in general, they take a bunch of the money into the military right. already. If yeah, they yeah. take an even bigger cut. I mean, that money could be put into maybe uh, providing food stamps or improving roads, improving infrastructure, a bunch of other things that could actually... Yeah, even like um, uh, just a few, like a week or two ago, Trump tweeted that he, they spent $2 trillion on new military equipment. Yeah, that that's that's I, that's so um, insane. crazy to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I mean, see, like, I just can't, I don't understand. I don't find the reason to spend $2 trillion on military equipment when you already have the best military in the world. You understand? Well, I mean, you got to spend $2 trillion to keep it that way. I, I suppose, but I, I feel mm-hmm. as if we have I mean, a, $2 trillion, that is a lot. That but, is a lot. I mean, one, having a huge military, Ronald Reagan talked about this once. Uh, he talked about how having a huge military can prevent conflict at the same time. Because maybe people won't want to oh, yeah. mess with you. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's not clearly a bad idea, but once again, if they keep taking more and more money into the military, not other things. Yeah. Like I feel like one, there's just a lot better things that tax dollars can go into. Yeah. And it, I think it hurts the American people because I mean, especially you and I as kids. Yeah. Or just citizens who have no. See, I f- yeah exactly, and um, just going back on that saying like war is unnecessary, I feel like. Our generation, especially, they 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 feel that it like, can be solved. War, yeah, it can be like, solved in other ways. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They feel like war is completely like uh, it's just horrific and unnecessary. And also too, like like I mean, I mean, when TikTok, they're like, oh, World War Three, all this stuff. Everyone's talking about World War Three right, and like right. a draft. Yeah. Obviously, there's not going to be World War Three, right? But and I and I don't think there will be a draft because yeah, we have, like, we have so reserves, many, right? But two, I hate I hate the idea of a draft as well because 
I mean, yeah, one. That's, see, that's crazy, bro. Like, because honestly, I'm glad. Like, I feel like history is so important for these reasons. Mm-hmm. If we, I, I, I got whenever I would learn about uh, Vietnam or World War Two, and like just the fact that you're getting a letter in the mail asking you to. Uh, I mean, I understand. Like, I understand. Like, serve your country. Like, I get it. If you have love for your country and you want to defend it, that's I get that. But you you know that you, there's a very high chance that you're gonna die. And another thing too is like, I hate when the government intervenes like that because like, dude, it is your life to live. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. Some random government that you probably like have no affiliation with yeah, at the same yeah. besides the fact that you live there. Like, you don't know you don't know the president. You may not even know like the representatives in your area. Yeah, no, things like, like that. Eighteen year olds going to war. That's that's crazy. And, and if you're unwillingly being told that you have to go serve and you're probably gonna die and your life's gonna end early. Yeah. Like that just sucks. There, I, I, like that's just yeah. Even 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 if you're like the most patriotic person, I, you like you still you still have that fear of dying. Yeah, exactly. You have that feeling like mm-hmm. it's not great. But I think it is good though that I guess the tensions with the run are going yeah, down. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely been um. It's been it's been better than it has. Yeah, over the holidays, it, it was a very yeah. And actually, Trump's uh, recently been trying to. Uh, He's saying he's been tweeting in Farsi. I don't know if you've seen this, but he's been tweeting in really? Farsi. Really? Yeah, he's pretty much trying to reach like people in Iran and telling them that they should Not stand up for themselves. Stand up for themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really go on Twitter that much, so I. I mean, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, that's but, crazy how he's doing that. Yeah, because it was very. I thought it was uh, interesting because I, I can read Farsi. I understand it. So when I saw that, I was I was pretty surprised. Another thing too. When it comes to President Trump on Twitter, I mean, I'm not going to slander him, but there's this one, I think it's just funny, like there's this one interview that he had on 60 Minutes, like literally right when he was elected. Mm-hmm. He told he told uh, them that he would not be on Twitter anymore. And like, <laughs> dude, that's just his main source. It's so funny though. He I mean, tweets a lot. Uh-huh. Same thing on his Instagram too. My favorite is when he like screenshots the tweet and he says the same thing in the caption. Oh, really? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean... One's another thing though, saying, I'm guessing that not other leaders tweet, and if they do, they definitely don't tweet as much or as radically. Probably, I thought I thought because I wasn't even like aware that the political leaders of Iran tweeted. The thing is too though, I know you you can easily make fun of Trump or like be mad at him for tweeting so much. Mm-hmm. But then again, at the same time, you can't really blame for tweeting, tweeting because the world is literally so yeah, I technology actually, based. I, I think it's good. Think, I actually think it's smart. Me like, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a like, it's a good way to promote. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like if he if he's saying all these things and it's reaching a certain people, uh, he could definitely like, you know, what I'm saying like some people like I know kids will see the tweets and be like, oh, that's that's cool. I agree with what he's saying, and I yeah. feel like it can reach out to more people and yeah. get them to support him. Yeah. All right. Well, we could talk about something else now. We could talk about on Wednesday, uh, President Trump and the United States have finally decided that they're going to try to fix the corruption and just trade war with China. As this is big. I know. So they signed phase one of a new trade deal with China, <laughs> and it went over a lot of things and. One thing to know is this is not going to be the full trade deal because it goes in many phases and many many more negotiations. But this was the first phase that's happened. And I think it's good 
because ever since like 2016, 2017, around the time where uh, like office has changed, the China and the United States have not been in good hands or not in good hands. They have not had the best relationship when it comes to trading. And I think it's good finally that they're trying to fix that. So some of the, I'll just go over and summarize some of the topics of the first phase. So the first thing is that China is to do more and try to crack down on pirated goods and counterfeit goods that are being sold through e-commerce sites like Amazon or eBay. Yeah, this is really, I feel like this is, that's huge. a very, yeah, it's very good. We've, in marketing, we've Talked. seen documentaries about how, how dangerous counterfeit products can be. And I feel like this is a great step. Uh-huh. And like when you were a kid, like not really a kid because we're still kids, but when you're in sixth grade and seventh grade, yeah. was I the only one that thought it would, it would be cool to buy counterfeit Yeezys no, from I, DHgate? I, 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 I used to own counterfeit Yeezys. <laughs> I still have counterfeit shoes. Uh, yeah. Like, but like counterfeit that can be dangerous, I would say, are chemical counterfeits such like as makeup, makeup. products. Mm-hmm, yeah, for exactly. sure. And I mean, counterfeiting can hurt in many ways. One, it'll hurt the citizens and the buyer of that product and mm-hmm. then two it hurts the uh, company that's actually being counterfeited exactly, yeah. like i mean if there's a fake one if there's a fake clothing line mm-hmm. like a fake version of a certain clothing line yeah and people actually like buy a bunch of it and they realize it can the, hurt sales the quality is just terrible exactly. it can either hurt sales or mm-hmm. like if it if, if they if the consumer buys it without them knowing that it's the counterfeit product and like it it hurts them yeah then they'll blame the actual company i know like it, it can hurt fault. in multiple ways yeah i mean one you can't you can't blame china like the government or anything as a whole because i mean they can't like it's pretty hard to control i mean what's the population of china yeah i'm pretty sure they have like the second biggest population so yeah i it's mean it's really hard to it's hard to control 1.3 billion people to not sell yeah. something that's fake yeah but, see but that's that's um that's great because now if they mm-hmm. if they try to put criminal penalties on them, I feel like that's a great step towards mm-hmm. ending it. I mean, they're even going to be going to the point where they're going to be taking away licenses from selling. And I think it's overall a great idea. Yeah. And then another thing that both countries agreed on is that they were not going to pressure each other into like investing into each other's technologies. So that probably makes zero sense as a listener. But how do you explain it is that? So China and the United States, sometimes they have different like websites or different technology mm-hmm. or different ways that you could transfer payments, things like that. And that China's agreed that both their companies and US companies like cannot pressure each other to have to like one buy a new technology or invest in new technology for them to be buying or selling. Yeah. Yeah. So like what what China can do is let's say there's a there's a company in the United States that's trying to reach out and get people to buy from different countries like China. So China cannot force uh, that company to have to use union pay, even though that's that's another thing. So union pay is a Chinese-based payment method. Mm-hmm. And the United States said that in the phase one, they're going to continue to be using union pay uh, and they're not going to revoke it as I guess there were. There was a point where they may there where they almost did, but they said they're going to keep it. And yeah. so I guess China can't force a company in the U.S. to use their technology to be able to get a license to sell in China, Okay. which is good because that, does that make sense? Because then that means yeah. both countries aren't like, like both countries can easily now make business with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
revoke tariffs on mm. $370 billion in products from China. Yeah. So um, if you go down, here's a graph. So apparently since there's going to be a revoke, like there's going to be revoked tariffs into the U.S., imports are just going to increase a bunch. I mean, manufactured goods are going to be going up to like $35 billion, And then by 2021, it's going to be going over $40 billion with the imports, which is good. Even though, I guess it kind of hurts the U.S. economy in a way, because now that, I guess... Yeah, they buy imported goods rather than U.S. Mm-hmm. goods. But I guess that that's, that's one of the points in the trade where it helps China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, but also, like, I feel like... The consumers could be happy about this. Yeah, so... And then President Trump also said that he's going to keep trying to take down tariffs within the next few phases. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think that that was... The first phase is the whole third. A third of all the tariffs are being revoked. And, oh, another thing, too. I thought this was really funny. If you look at the video, uh, President Trump, when he was signing it, I guess there were a bunch of congressmen who were, who were in the room with them <laughs> at the front, and he was, like, telling them, he was like, you guys go leave, go... I guess, to the Capitol building and go sign on this hoax of an impeachment. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. But I think that it's a huge win for both the United States and China because both countries can finally start to fix what has been like a huge trade war. And another thing is the stock market has shown as well. I mean, S&P 500, which is pretty much just, it's all the 500 top companies and it shows like they're, all their stocks as a whole. Like it's mm-hmm. been at an all-time high. And... I got to ask you, when it comes to this trade deal, do you think that, I mean, I guarantee, I think that President Trump did this one because having a deal with one of the biggest countries in the world is a great idea, but do you think yeah. he did this too as, I don't want to say ammo, but ammo for his reasoning to be reelected if this impeachment doesn't go through? Um, I think, I think that, I don't think that was the biggest goal in his mind, mm-hmm. even though I don't, I don't stand with him that much, but I think this was done just solely based on that he knows how important an economy it. works and he's a good businessman i agree so i feel like this was uh this was a good 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 thing he's done me too hopefully it works out all right um next thing you want to talk about we can go into something because that was pretty big the last two things we've been talking about were pretty big we could talk about something a little bit funny you want to talk about the space force yeah yeah the space force so for those of you who don't know President Trump made this new branch of U.S. military, um, and it's called the Space Force. And we try to like kind of research what the point of it was, but so I guess Trump really wanted to make the Space Force. So right now, during this time, it's just a branch of the Air Force, but by next year, it's going to be its whole. It's it's going to be a whole new branch. So pretty much he said space is the world's newest war fighting domain <laughs> and and um, and he said amid grave threats to our national security american superiority in space is absolutely vital and we're leading but we're not leading it enough because very shortly we'll be leading it by a lot so pretty much i mean i don't blame him if he's trying to be super innovative when it comes to space i i, I guess but is there really an imminent threat in space right now but you got to think about the future, man. Yeah, but like, what would we even? How would we even defend it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, are, what, are, we, what are we even defending it of? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I think one, I think the space force could also mean that. I think the space force could also team up with NASA, and I guess it could help with more innovations with. 
maybe like the domestication of space travel and just like space in general yeah i mean you can think about spacex with elon musk how he's trying Mm -hmm. to make it commercial and i mean too i think well actually i feel like what he meant by domain what he said domain for war is Mm -hmm. that what he said uh no i didn't say anything about that Oh, yes, yes. Space is the world's newest warfighting domain. Yes, okay, I, yes. I, obviously, I don't think he meant like between war, the humans and aliens. I think he meant between different humans. But even if that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought he meant like somehow we would fight our wars in space. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I, I can't. I don't know that much or I can't see why this would even be a, uh, a necessity right now. But I yeah, mean, too. Definitely. It, it's also in the early. I mean, when did he sign this bill? Like in December? Yeah, it, he signed it on December, like in early December. So, I mean, it's still in like its main, it's in its building stage. So, I mean, yes. we, we, I, I just don't know what we would use it for. They did release the uniforms, and those were pretty yeah, funny. See, that's, so, talking about the uniforms, they, yeah, they released it on their Twitter, and there were a lot of funny responses by people. Because it just looks like any regular camouflage. Yeah, exactly. They were just saying, um, they were just saying that, like, how the, the camo's used to help blend and... Um, this like camo a, can't blend into space. Exactly. The army, like, green camo. It's... <laughs> it was it pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think it's cool at the same time. Like, you gotta admit, the idea of having, like, a, a whole entire space, like, section in the military... You gotta admit, that, I think I, that, that sounds dope. I mean, I, I, I guess it would, but if there was a reason to have it mm-hmm. i can't find a reason to have it but it's i think funny. there could be more reasoning though later like it could maybe be released. maybe because but as of now i'm not i'm not really sure why yeah it. that that is valid but you know how sick it would be if you're walk if you're meeting someone you're like um so what branch of the military are you in oh uh i'm, a, I'm actually a space commando space a, a space commander that sounds so <laughs> sick yeah i'm pretty sure i don't have that many mm-hmm. uh people in it. Yeah. I think it's a few thousand like 16,000. Yeah, he said 16. he was pulling out of the Department of the Air Force. Yeah. And then the new service branch essentially repackages and elevates existing military missions in space from the Air Force, Army and Navy. Okay. Okay. Um what else? Yeah, oh, but the uh, Oh, here. It's worth pointing out a few things that Space Force will not do. So, Space Force, it's not about putting military service members in space. It has nothing to do with NASA. Okay. It's about protecting Earth from asteroids or aliens, says Harrison, who I okay. guess is in charge of. Oh, Todd Todd Harrison, who directs the Aerospace Security Project at the center. Okay, asteroids. Sure. All right, I, I guess that that makes more sense. So aliens, I'm not. I don't think aliens there's exist. going to be an alien tag anytime soon. Um, so I don't know about that one, but I, I guess I guess the asteroid one could make sense. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Space Force then. Uh, just re- responding to the replies, they said that uh, the purpose of the uniform was not to blend in with space. It was just because uh, because there were, there are no members stationed in space. Uh, they're on the ground with the joint counterparts. Yeah, it's cool. We learned about this because I didn't even know Space Force was a thing until yeah, that you told no, me. No, I'd heard about it, but I just uh, I forgot about it. I, I hadn't seen much about it until the new uniform thing. Yeah. All right, well, next thing we can talk about. Mm. Final the, Democratic debate before the uh, oh, Iowa caucuses. Yeah, so if you don't know, I mean, I, if you don't know a lot about how the president, or I guess the primary elections work, 
is that so for example now that it's the democratic party they're trying to find out who their candidate is going to be for president and the iowa caucus is like the first because the caucus isn't like a re- isn't it, it's not the real vote it's just them seeing who would who's like winning at the moment yeah so that's coming up in february so uh this week the de- the final democratic debate before the iowa caucus happened and can do you did you watch it did you have a rundown yeah i mean i i watched uh the highlights of it and uh the biggest i thought so there there's just this thing going on with bernie sanders and uh warren really yeah and pretty much um she accused she she accused him of saying that a a woman should not be able to or can't um run for president but bernie sanders uh said that that absolutely is not true and he has not said that and that anyone who knows him would know that he has not said that and there actually is a video of him uh speaking to a classroom and he was like telling the children that any of them could be uh like a president or a oh, governor, like so, elected, like any of the girls, he was saying that. So Elizabeth Warren is just like trying to dig up dirt, or like even if it is just false dirt on trying I, to. Get... I feel like yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think she's just lying. I mean, isn't isn't like Bernie Sanders like he's the favorite right now? Is that correct? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's. She's just trying to she's trying to get people to not like him anymore, so she I can think win. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also people are trying to tell uh, Yang to put his support behind Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. With the caucus, me too. Yeah. I need to watch the debates. I actually, I wish I was able to watch it. What, when was that, Tuesday or Wednesday? I wish I could have watched it, but I yeah. just, but I had that one A-push assignment and I just oh, that's couldn't. Right, that's right, Mm-hmm. But. And the impeachment but no, has been sent to the Senate. Yeah, so I guess, we didn't talk too much about the final Democratic debate because none of us really watched it, but it is, but the Iowa caucus is coming up, so within the next month after the caucus, we, we will have something to talk about when it comes to that and the Democratic primary race. Yeah. But we could talk about impeachment, which I think is what literally everyone in America has been looking at, talking about. And, I mean, it has covered up some. Yeah, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, um, just because the president's impeached does not mean he's out of office. Not yet. Until Senate votes on it, which... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the trial, the impeachment trial, so the ceremony and like it actually happening and the articles of impeachment being read, it was on Thursday. And so the actual trial will start on Tuesday. So right now, President Trump, he has released who his defense personnel is going to be. I don't have it pulled up, but I will in a bit. I probably will in a bit. And pretty much what the impeachment is on, because it could be for many different reasons. It's it could it's not just for like them thinking that he's a bad person, because that's not valid. Mm-hmm. It has to be on something that's legit. So they're impeaching him on the abuse of power. And you may think, what it, what power is he abused? So apparently, President Trump, he was talking to the Ukrainian president, and the Ukrainian government. He was trying to dig up some dirt or just try to find some reason to expose Joe, Biden's, Joe Biden's son Hunter yeah. yeah and I mean I guess that is abuse of power in the same way in a way but that's pretty much what is going on is that's why and one of the and keep going with the abuse of power I mean just asking if there's been corruption that's not really abuse but the actual abuse that's gone on is President Trump apparently 
he restricted military aid in Ukraine for a bit, trying to use that as mm-hmm. a way to bargain for that. So that's when where the real abuse of power comes from. But if that's true. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. If he like used military aid just to get information just as a bargaining about, tool, just mm-hmm. for for just to get information on Joe yeah. Biden's son. But I mean, even though it may seem pretty one sided, there is some defense in President Trump case. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is that President Trump he did deny using military aid as a way to gain it, and uh, President Trump said that it was appropriate for him to ask if there was corruption within that energy company, which I think. I think that's a good point. I mean, do you think that he should be getting in trouble for trying to see if there's corruption within a company that had, may have to do with that? No. Uh, or or uh, do you think he's out of place? Again, I say I, I would think that just the use of military power. Yeah, that's... If that did happen, I would say that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of... But President Trump pretty much just said that it was appropriate to ask the Ukrainian government if there was corruption in that energy the firm. the Ukrainian president says that he did not feel pressure to do so. Yeah, so... I mean, what, this whole impeachment thing has been going on since, like, September or before with that whole whistleblower thing. Yeah. So, I mean, now that it's finally, it's, I mean, people have been talking about it a long time, and now the impeachment trial is finally happening, I can't wait. Well, yeah. I mean. I just, I would like to know what happens. I would like to know what Me too. Happens. I think it's cool as well. I mean, obviously, impeachment is terrible. Like, the fact that now. Yeah, like it's, a like a, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad thing for your name. Yeah. But do you think that it's like sort of intriguing at the same time? Because I mean, when we were in civics class in eighth grade. We were always talking about how impeachment's going to work. All no, this stuff. I think it's cool. And finally, I, we're seeing it being. I'm actually surprised. Practiced. That, yeah, I'm surprised I got to see a president impeached. Because yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure there's only been two prior to. Trump. So, I mean, a lot of the evidence and reasoning for d- defense or for the impeachment. It's going to be released, starting to be released and argued about on Tuesday. So I'm really looking forward to talking about ne- that next week yeah. as we will have some reasons. And this time I will try. I'm, going, I'm definitely going to watch that because yeah, I think it's yeah, very yeah, interesting. For sure, for sure. But I mean, CNN has literally, they have a whole page on their site that is just on updates. And I swear, I'm about to pull it up. CNN, Trump impeachment. Like there's literally a page. There's literally live updates from the impeachment trial. Like, it's just been going on. It, Which I think is just absolutely crazy. So, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh. Um, oh, we can talk about the food stamps. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, this has been, this is a lot more recent news. And once again, and I feel also like... also the gun rallies. Yeah, we can talk about that too. Um, one thing, when it comes to the impeachment, I feel like that's been a, that's been such a huge cloud over the news right now that yeah. a lot of smaller things i mean obviously these uh like arguments stuff like they're not small like all this stuff that's going on it's not small mm-hmm. events but i mean with the idea of impeachment that's all people have been talking about so i think it's good that we could talk about these other things yeah so we could talk talk about the food stamps so uh, so one how to start up is that the Trump administration in the United States and the Supplement Nutrition Assistance Program, or we'll just call it SNAP, um, they are now restricting like how food stamps are going to be available. Mm-hmm. So they're changing it from. Uh, so they already require working age adults without dependents or disabilities to consistently hold a job to benefit from the program, but there are new regulations that'll put an end to that option, and. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. 
So they already require that working age adults without dependents or disabilities consistently hold a job to benefit from the program, but states can waive that work requirement in areas where there's high unemployment or few jobs. Okay. okay. So pretty much like the state, the state could be like, no, that doesn't apply. That should not apply to us. Right. And so, but these new regulations are going to put an end to the states being able to have that option, which could mean that 700,000 people are, are now like in risk of losing aid of... That's crazy. Of the policy. And I'm going to be honest, man. So the reason that they're doing this is that the idea is if there's no option and everyone now has to have, has to be employed now for 20 hours mm-hmm. a week, if everyone has to be employed, one, uh, if that person is being employed and they have a job, then eventually they will be out of the loop of needing food stamps yeah. so one that cuts down on government spending right their argument is that they don't want them to be dependent mm-hmm. in the long run yeah and two i mean that takes down unemployment rates yeah. which has already been like at a low all-time low recently and another thing is it helps the economy at the same time because now if those people are actually ha- getting wages getting income and capital they can yeah, spend but, it on more goods yeah but like like it says like all those seven hundred thousand people that Mm-hmm. They're going to have a hard time finding a job to meet that requirement of 20 hours a week. That's definitely going to suck. Yeah. I mean, I think on paper, that whole idea of ha- the whole idea sounds great of what they're of like what their plan, what their plan is yeah, with okay. this. But I think that I don't think anything should have been changed because yeah. if states can waive the work requirement. Like I, if, I agree. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it could have definitely still. Uh, worked and benefited mm-hmm. a lot of people. So I feel like this whole food stamps thing is a bit unnecessary what they're doing because I think that one, this takes away states' power a little bit. And yeah. I mean, uh, CNN used an example of in the west end of Atlanta, like there's an area where literally no, like everyone uses food stamps and that like there's pretty much no places to get jobs. I mean, if there's no place to get jobs, then yeah, the state or the county within the state should be able to say, "Well, this should not apply to exactly. us." Exactly. Like it's just mm-hmm. like it's a dead end, pretty much. It's I know. Like, <laughs> if you can't get a job, then especially if you're unable to. And exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're not able to get a job, then you're not able to get a, get food stamps. Yeah. And I mean, it, it seems pretty easy, like as an excuse to be like, "Dude, it's so easy to fix that. Just get a job." But like, getting a job. It's yeah, not all that easy yeah. in some areas. I Definitely. mean, and for certain people, like it can be really hard. Yeah, because like if there's an area where no one's employed, then obviously nobody can spend any of their money because they don't have right. any money. Businesses, so there's no businesses, exactly. and so there's no places for the people to be employed. So like, right, right. so that's why they need food stamps. And another thing too is if that happens, then what if all those people decide to leave and actually go, like two places where there is work yeah. available? Because then that creates ghost towns. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah but yeah. I feel like they can come back. But I think that this whole food stamps thing... Yeah, definitely. Like, it's so unnecessary. 700,000 They're definitely going to have a hard time with this. 700,000 people? Yeah. I mean, that's like insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, do you want to talk about the Virginia gun rally? Yeah, um, so we actually live not too far away from where this happened. There's been multiple gun rallies recently about it, about yeah. like just guns, so... Apparently, uh, Virgin the just the Virginia government they're just banning all these firearms and weapons. Like no, 
Oh, big on rally set for Monday. Oh, okay. My bad. So, um, now that the Democrat, the Democratic Party is like right. in power of the yeah house much change in, in Virginia, uh, a lot of people are scared that their rights to own guns, guns yeah. are being taken away. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be this huge. Uh, apparently, there's going to be this huge gun rally, like gun rights rally in, in Richmond. Yeah. And so, Governor Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, who is a Democrat, he's declared a state of emergency uh, right now from last night until Tuesday. So, this means he's banning all firearms and weapons from Capitol grounds. And, I mean, it's kind of scary. Yeah, there's definitely some... Mm-hmm. I don't know... Like how this is gonna end, but um, mm-hmm. you can obviously people are not happy about this. I mean, it's kind of scary at the same time because not only is like people who are, I mean, there are definitely there are definitely people who are pro gun who are not like white nationalists or white yeah. supremacists. Like people who are pro gun, like I think that I think it's valid that they should that they can protest or that they can say, hey, yeah. why yeah, should this course. be going on? But at the same time, this guns rally. It's like could act as a magnet for white supremacists, neo Nazis, yeah, many I, other like super radical, uh, just groups that may not even have anything to do with the gun rights, yeah. but they just want to like uh, screw up, like they just want to create uh, conflict or just yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. to say. So, I guess that's what's going on. And then there was another rally in Floyd today or yesterday, where I guess a lot of counties or cities they're just trying to. Maybe have like Second Amendment sanctuaries, where maybe if there is a ban or something on guns in the state, how it won't apply to them. Mm-hmm. And I and in Floyd County, three there's already been three like white nationalist people who have been arrested. Really? Yeah. So I mean, I guess that says that people are actually going to be going to Richmond, whether they are just pro gun or if they are. Yeah. Other reasons for going yeah mm-hmm. well this is definitely an on-gun situation so yeah we can we can talk about that next touch, week yeah we can probably touch back mm-hmm. on it next week but um i guess that's it i mean yeah, this is, what do we have 42 minutes that's crazy yeah it's pretty good yeah so um thank you guys so much for listening yeah that's all for this week uh i hope you guys enjoyed it um, uh-huh and once again if you are listening to this on anchor uh apple podcast it should soon be up. We're expecting it to be maybe on Wednesday because Apple takes a long time for it to be verified. processed and verified. So Spotify. expect that soon, but it's already available on Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and now on Spotify. So if you do have Spotify right now and you're listening to this on Anchor, don't worry. If you just look up Wrapped Up, Paul Duncan and Parson Merlohi, it will show yeah. up. And we may be on YouTube as well. So if you want to see a visual of this exact podcast, you can search it up. Well, yes. So thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Yep.